Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now stay with a fan for this special program. The baseball game is over. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? With the franchise, Tim Allen. I like Tim's perspective. What's the fan got today? On 1250 AM, The Fan. Well, it is a final, and the results are not good from American Family Field. Four zip. Brewers get shut out again today. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show. Tim Allen along with Tim Shea. And, uh, yeah, 18 innings now is uh, what the scoreless streak is at. Yesterday and today, well, they got a handful of hits, left a bunch of runners. Nine runners left on base today. As they fall in Game 3, now they've got to try and bounce back tomorrow and earn a split in this four-game set. So, no, all is not bad. However, they've lost now four of their last five, and the offense is just, well, they're struggling. There's there's no doubt about that. Want to get your reaction on this one? Uh, 37,376 at American Family Field to witness this, and not much to get excited about. You, you, it didn't seem like they even had nine base runners in this game, did it? It didn't seem like it to me. You know, you have Strand one there, another one there, another one there, another one. Oh, there's two there. And then, up oh, there's two more there. It's just the offense is in a little bit of a rut right now, and that's what we're going to talk about throughout the uh, program today. Uh, we will start out with some good news, though. We'll get to some good news in just a second, but we will ask you. It came up last night, and I thought we'd expand on this just a little bit, and that is how much of an impact injuries do have on this team, and for that matter, any team. For example, today's lineup, five of your eight position players, five of your eight A lineup guys were out of this game today. You're going to win a lot of games. You're going to score a lot of runs. You may win some games. You're going to score a lot of runs with five of your eight offensive guns not available here. And I've always said, is it an excuse? And somebody, uh, we 
I forget his name. Last night, yeah. Yeah, it might have been Chad, mm-hmm. maybe. I think Chad so. or Ky- yeah. Kyle. Yeah. One of the one of the two. Uh, had brought up, hey, it seems like Tim, you're an apologist for all the injuries, and that's why, you know, their offense struggles a little bit. And, you know, we came to a determination that it has an impact, but other teams, all teams, uh go through the injury uh bite every single year. This sometimes more than others, sometimes it's a it's a larger amount of players than than other teams. But this is, I mean, this this is pretty extensive, the injuries. And then I thought uh, throughout the night last night and, and earlier today that if there is a legitimate excuse, and I don't even know if excuse is the right word here, but if there is a legitimate reason why the offense could be struggling, I think it is injuries. I do. The more I think about it, it's the one legitimate ex- excuse or reason you do have. So if your confidence level is low on the offense, that's okay. I get that. You can think the way you want to think. But is one of the contributing factors or the biggest factor the injuries? I mean, and, and I'm not saying five of these eight were injuries. Uh, Christian Yelich just simply had a day off. So... But you, nonetheless, five of your eight A lineup players were out in this game. It's not surprising to me. This isn't surprising to me. This, this is part of the grind of, of the baseball season. It is. I'm not surprised by the offensive letdown here right now. I'm not going to go crazy about this because I expect this. I would expect this out of a lot of teams when they're without their guys. I would. It's testing the depth. And even your depth is hurt on this team. See, that's the thing. I want to get your reaction on that. I want to get your thoughts on that. If you feel okay with the offensive struggles because of the injuries, is that, does that make sense? All right. 414-799-1250. They have a 18 scoreless inning streak that is uh, unfortunately alive and well today getting shut out back-to-back nights. Um, and, you know, yesterday you can kind of you could kind of see that coming with Musgrove. Um, 799-1250. I don't know if we should take some calls right away or get to the good news. Can I start? Yeah, let me just start out with the good news. Yeah. And we'll get to your calls. Yeah. If, if you're there on hold, just, just sit tight. I'll get right to you. I, I do, I do want to point this out and not be a, a negative Nancy here today. Um, good news. Here we go. They're in first place. Okay. This is, this is going to kind of should settle everybody down or some people down. It definitely settles me down a little bit. They are in first place. Let's not forget that. They're 11 games over 500. Let's not forget that at 33 and 22 right now, Corbin Burns has a two and a half ERA. Aaron Ashby after today has a 3.1 ERA. Eric Lauer has a 249 earned run average. These are all good things. Craig Council is one win away from tying for the most wins of any manager in franchise history. Josh Hader is absolutely amazing. I mean, you can't get much better good news than that. Uh, what else? Devin Williams is uh, masterful. Tyrone Taylor has blossomed a little bit. How about Jace Peterson just being that all-around baseball rat? He is going to come in handy, trust me, down the line here. Attendance has been good. 
including uh, today's uh, total, 37,376. They, here's some good news. They do have an off day on Monday. It's <laughs> some good news. Uh, I, I, I'm sure Craig Council is going to be like Christmas morning on Monday for Craig Council and Pat Murphy. Uh, Renfro and Adamas, speaking of injuries, it looks like they're going to be back during this Philadelphia Phillies series starting Tuesday. Uh, more good news. Here's some good news. It's po- absolutely possible today to gain a half game on the St. Louis Cardinals after this loss. They lost game one of a doubleheader down in Chicago. We'll take that. Rowdy's having a pretty decent year this year. He's hitting 256, leads the team in home runs and RBIs 10 and 36. Trevor Gott, Boxberger, along with Hobie Milner, having good years. All of this is good news. It's not all doom and gloom here. Now, there are certain factors or, or facets of this baseball team that, like I said, the offense and the injuries, they're connected. How connected are they in your mind? Want to get your reaction to this game? Your reaction to that little debate that we've got going? 799-1250, injuries and offense. Are they connected here with this lack of run production? Because it is, and that might be putting it uh, lightly. They've been shut out for 18 consecutive innings. Let's uh, start things out with Matt. At 799-1250, let's, let's have a conversation. Offense slash injuries, are they connected? I couldn't disagree with you more, and here's why. Okay. You look at, you look at the roster, okay. Omar's out, too. You've got Renfro, and you've got Willie. And you've got Brousseau that are hurt. Now, Omar hasn't been a big thumper like they thought he would be since they pretty much acquired him. You've got Renfro, who is. You've got Willie, who's more of a grindy, going to get the job done no matter what you need him to do, he's going to get it done. You've got that, but you've got to look at the roster as a whole. Where's the depth on this team? Where's the moves they made aside moving JBJ and getting you know, Hunter Renfro in? I just kind of look at it, and when you need someone to step up, it's, it's almost like a fallback to blame on the injuries. Where's the guys coming up from AAA? Where are the guys that they've got in on the bench that can step in and really make that impact? It's not there, not necessarily because of injuries. It's because there's, there's not much there in the system. There's not much there that's ready to go and get the job done. And when you're mix, mixing and matching like they've been doing and you're putting Keston here out in left field or, you know, Yelly's not performing like everyone needs him to perform. You know, we have that night where he got the grand slam and everyone's like, here we go, and it has it. There's a number of things to where with rotation, they were tooling with this six-man rotation idea. Well, then Freddie and now Woody get hurt, and we're with the standard five-man rotation, and Alexander comes in, has an awesome debut. That's a good sign, but again, what do we have? You know, some of that was Suter used to be years ago, hasn't been very solid with them this year. Who's in there in that long relief role like they had previously had with Corbin Burns, like with a couple of the other guys where they came in and then became starters in that kind of a role like they had in 2018, like they had a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. They don't have someone like that. So when you see these struggles and you see these situations where, you know, this team, and I've called them previously, I know last year a few times, 
with this whole run prevention has been the primary focus of building this team. It has not been the Prince Fielder, Ryan Braun, Corey Hart, Ricky Weeks, big bopper, slamming the ball out of the ballpark 200 times a year team. This is a quote-unquote run prevention team. And if you can't, you can't win if you don't score. And Stearns has not designed this team to be what we kind of came to expect in prior years. And I think that's getting lost on a lot of people where we have this offensive low of not getting runs across the board or leaving guys on base because when you have, say, Yelich, who's not performing now ever since that injury, essentially, and you're relying on Renfro and he goes down, well, who do you have? You have a bunch of, you know, fringe, you know, maybe plausibly someday could, if he has a really good year, be a gold Glover type player. You've got your Colton Wongs, you've got your Lorenzo Kane, who's, you know, on the back end of his career and he's not playing every day. Guys like that, you don't have someone where they come up, everyone's jumping up on their seats like 2018 Yelich would be. They don't have that guy on the roster at all right now. And when you do have someone who's expected to be reliable offensively, like Renfro, hurt, this is what happens. Okay, well, so. it, it is what happened, and it's going to happen to any team. Okay, so where would you put then let – me, let me just ask you this. Where would you put – by the way, it's, it's relevant to – basically what they are. Are you living in the moment like with Omar? Omar was an all-star catcher last year for a reason. Dude dude can hit, okay? But you look at him, even if you want to go in the band stats, I mean, he's not going to be getting any MVP votes. No, but he's still going to help you score more runs, and he's a good bat. He's a very good bat. So where would you then rank Renfro, Adamas, and Omar? Like if you were to rank those three guys in this offense – where do you rank them? The third, fourth, and fifth best, best hitters, second, third, and fourth? Where, where would you, fifth, sixth, seventh? Right now, where, probably been, him and Adonis have been your one, two most reliable. Okay, that's what I'm saying, Matt. When you take out your first and second guys of any team, it's you're going to pay the price. The Mets you're gonna, have the same injury woes, and they're doing better than the Brewers. Who, who's that? The Mets. They've been doing more consistently than Brewers have. You've got... The Astros have got a few other teams that are first-place teams. If you're talking about this is a team we're looking to compete and go deep in the playoffs, you've well, got to have more going on with the club. Oh, okay, I, I get that. Where, which, which players have they lost? Have they lost their two, three, and four hitters, their second, third, and fourth best hitters, or their third, fourth, and fifth best hitters in their everyday lineup? Because when you do that, you will pay the price. You're just going to pay the price. I don't care what team you are. If they lose their second and then their seventh and eighth best hitters, okay, I get it that you're going to still continue to have production. But this team is losing essentially in, in any order. But I, I'm not talking batting order. I'm just t- talking talent no, order. You lose your second, third, and fourth best hitters or your third, fourth, and fifth best hitters in this lineup. There's no, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that's going to have a detrimental effect. Guys are like a 2011 Braun and Fielder, though, in comparison to the rest of the team. That's I, what I'm trying to get at. I would agree. I would agree it's with you that the three, the, four guys. The bat, backs of the offense like it has. There needs to be more going on. What I'm saying is, is the disparity between those two, though, and the rest of the guys, talent-wise, isn't that great. That's what I'm saying. It's almost like there's excuses being made because of the injuries when it's like there is talent on this roster that it shouldn't be like this. 
that's where I'm kind of going with this, though. Okay. All right. Matt, great conversation, Matt. Th- thanks for the call. It's a good, good way to start. See you again. I, I don't know if this is a fair comparison, but those of you into football, take away your top tight end and your number one wide out or your second wide receiver and your main tight end. Yes, occasionally you are going to have guys that step up, but over the long haul, it will hurt you. It does hurt you. Everyone's pointing to the Mets. I need to hear which which top three hitters in their lineup. They're three, four, and five, or they're two, three, and four, or even they're five, six, seven, four, five, six. You tell me they lost all those guys. They didn't. They lost a few pitchers for sure. But I'm talking mainly on the offense. We we can add in, and I I, I warned everybody about this that losing two all star pitchers that had sub three ERA is going to come back to get you. But that's, that's, it might be a different conversation. Confidence level is probably pretty low about this Brewers offense right now. Just living in the moment, but there's a reason for that in my book. It's okay to disagree. I'm all right with that. That's the way I see it. Ain't no better excuse or reason why this team isn't hitting, then you're without a bunch of your hitters. I mean, come on. You had Pablo Reyes, Lorenzo Cain, Alex Jackson, Jace Peterson, as much as I like him, he needs to get back to his role. He's not an everyday player, let's face it. And a struggling little bit, Keston Hira. Those are the guys in your everyday offensive lineup, or at least today they were. Come on. You did, I, again, give, give me these guys healthy, and we track this. We track this throughout the season. They were an upper third offense when they were healthy, period. In just about every metric you wanted to measure. We, we do that every Monday and Tuesday, uh, just about every Monday or Tuesday night. And we rank them by team, team offense, upper third, if not in the up top five in a lot of these uh, categories. They have been consist- consistent all year. But what ha- what's happening lately? Starting to hmm. drop a little. Yeah, they're starting to slide a little. What happened lately? Injuries. Hmm. Injuries. They're connected, guys. They are. This next man up only goes so far in professional sports. It does. I'm not again. It's going to seem like I'm making excuses, and that's okay if you if you accuse me of that. That's all right. Like you said, I've had worse worse things say about said about me. Like you said, who was the catcher today? Yeah, I mean, who was the shortstop? I, I, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, where are we going to go here? Next, next up, let's go to. Uh, we have uh, Mike in West Mike. Dallas. Mike, you're next on the fan. What's up, Mike? I'm doing good. How you doing, Tim? Well, more important, how you are. All right. Um, so I agree with your last point. I, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, Reyes, Jackson, Kane, and Peterson, they wouldn't be playing today uh, if the Brewers were fully healthy. And, in fact, Adam McAlvey had a tweet out that Lorenzo Kane said that he uh, – He's mentally lost. Play. Yeah, he's mentally lost, and he would not be playing. Uh, he's not going to be playing all that much when mm-hmm. Renfro is healthy. Uh, so that's one point. My next point is 
The Brewers' payroll this year is $112 million. $53 million of that is dedicated to Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain, and Colton Wong. That's 47% of their payroll mm-hmm. is dedicated to those three guys. Between the three of them, they're hitting a combined 205. <laughs> I, this, this is just raw numbers. Uh, That's a huge part of it. It's a huge yeah. part of it, yes. Can your team withstand paying 50% of your payroll to guys that shouldn't even be playing every day. No, but with, that money comes off the bo- that money's going to come off the books with Kane and Wong if if That's they true. don't exercise that final year for Wong. That's true. That's true. My next point is the Brewers this year. They probably so I'll put it this way: their lineup is filled with Brook Lopez's solid starters, but I wouldn't say they have any difference making type players. They mm-hmm. don't have a Giannis. They don't have a Chris Middleton. They have a lot of two fifty hitters that. You know, they they have power, but they don't have anybody that's probably going to hit above 270 this year. And that's why I think their offense is – and I know there's a bunch of injuries and that that's plays, plays a role, but can your offense be consistent when you don't have any anybody hitting above 270? It's well, going to yeah. be inconsistent. I, I mean, I, I, again, Mike, I, I, I just told you guys, up until recently their offense was a top third offense in all of baseball. Yes. Yes, they can, but the in, they've got to be healthy because it does test and would test anybody's lineup, anybody's organization. It does test it. And, and as I said, the next man up thing, yeah, it works for a while, generally speaking, but it doesn't work for a long time in baseball. It just doesn't. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree with you in the Brewers farm system. This is where the farm system plays a role is when you have injuries, they don't have, they nope. don't have anybody to call up that's really a hot prospect that can – you know, float them over. They got guys that probably, you know, Alex Jackson, you know, Reyes, um, they, they probably don't even belong in the big leagues. They don't have any prospects in the minors that can come up and give them that boost, you know, when guys get hurt. Yeah, they're uh, top so one, the top 100 prospects in all of baseball. The Brewers have four. Three of those are in the 90s. Okay, so help is on the way, but it's still a little distance away here. It's still a few years away. And I think you're absolutely right. When you look at the, uh, how the roster is uh, comprised, all these players are from outside the organization. Help is on the way with the position player group. It is. It's just going to take a little time. Mike, yeah. good, it's good yeah. stuff, and I like that money aspect of things. Um, that that we, we do, thanks for the call, we do uh, and are very, very late on getting into the economics of the game. Because there was just a report out I was reading yesterday, and oh, believe me, I took some notes. Teams like the Dodgers and the Yankee, uh, Yankees and Mets, they don't care about any thresholds. <laughs> their penalties, the Dodgers' penalties for their payroll was $47 million. That was, the, that was their slap on the wrist. That wasn't included in the $300 million payroll. Three hundred plus million dollar payroll. They just they just blew right by these thresholds. These must tax be nice. Thresholds. Must be nice for them. They didn't care. They'll just pay the, the the little the the cost of doing business in L.A. is forty seven million dollars, and they get nothing for it. That's just their penalty fee on that. Pretty crazy. But we we'll, we'll get into that conversation as we move along. But this one is pretty interesting. It really is. And if I'm missing any angles on this, you tell me. Because the offense was decent. It didn't seem like it was. It really didn't. 
Des- despite you know s- struggles from Christian Yelich and Colton Wong, Lorenzo Cain just didn't seem like it. Then we t- tested it, and we we tested it compared to all the other teams in baseball, and they were decent. Not so much any uh, anymore recently, but I attribute a chunk of that, not all of it, guys. I'm not saying that that's the entire reason, but a good chunk of that reason are the injuries. Because, all right, so let's let's go to uh, Rick. Rick, you're next on the fan here. What's going on, Rick? Uh, not much, Tim. Um, pretty frustrated right now. And, and listen, I love the show. I love how you support the Brewers. I listen all the time. But I do have to disagree with you right now. Um, <laughs> okay, two for two here today. Go ahead. Uh, uh, First of all, you said the Dodgers have a $47 million penalty. Or whatever it is, 43, yeah. 47, whatever it is. Well, the Brewers have a $60 million penalty right now for <laughs> what they're paying Yelich, Kane, Wong, and McCutcheon. Cause they're oh, I got it. I got it. They're getting nothing out of it. So uh, you could argue the Brewers are in the same position, a lot of money for nothing. And uh, I've been hearing you talk about how this is a top third offense and how this offense is, is better than we think it is. And they played 33 games this year against teams not named the Reds, the Pirates, or the Cubs. In those 33 games, how many runs a game do you think they're averaging? In the 33 wins? No, the 33 games they've played that haven't been against the Reds, Cubs, and Pirates. Uh, I'm going to say just shy of four. No, they're averaging just over three. So they're, at, they're they're scoring three runs a game, and most of these games were played before the injuries. That's what happens when you play good talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's so a close game. And, and so three runs a game isn't like when you think about winning a World Series, you need special players, you need special talent on offense to beat the Dodgers, the Mets, the Cardinals, the Padres. These really good pitching staffs. They don't have any special talents. They have a bunch of guys who. You know, they can hit homers, but they can't hit for average. Maybe they can get on base, but they have no power. They don't have a Mookie Betts, a Freddie Freeman, a Arenado, you know, a Bryce Harper. They don't have any of those guys. And I, they're not going to win a World Series until this management team says, hey, we don't care about the payroll. We're willing to go out and spend some money and go trade for some guys who can put us over the top. Because this lineup, I think it's good enough to win 95 to 100 games this year. Their pitching is World Series caliber. I have no doubt about that. But they don't. And when it comes down to those big games in the playoffs, and you're playing really good teams, you got to have guys who can hit really good pitching, and they don't have that. Now, to be fair, I would have to see 33 games that the Dodgers have played against good talent. 33 games. What's the metric with the Mets against good talent? What's the metric against the Braves against good talent? Because yeah. the runs are going to be lower. You do understand that for any right, team. Right. Yeah, and, but three runs a game, that's a little too I – like, I could be okay with it if they were getting, like you said, four runs a game, and then they are getting six runs a game against the really bad teams, the Pirates. And they're going to play those teams, and they're going to beat up on them, and the overall numbers are going to look pretty good. But I just don't think this team, when it comes against good pitching, with the lineup they have now, even when they're healthy, who on this lineup is the other team going, oh, we got to pitch around this guy. We can't pitch to this guy. we got to walk this guy. I'll, I'll give you that. The, the fear factor is not there when you face a Brewer's gauntlet. You know what I mean? There, there's no Braun and Prince. There's no 3-4. There's no... 
you know, Goldschmidt and Arenado. There's no Betts and, and Freeman. I, I understand that. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's part of it. There's no doubt. It's supposed to be Christian Yelich. And that would be a pretty decent combo. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Pretty decent combo, Adamus and Yelich, wouldn't it? That's not horrible if Yelich was Yelich. Now, again, this is the big if. But that wouldn't have been horrible. Flank it with Renfro and, and uh, Rowdy Telez. By the way, 1036 and 256. That's not so that's not so horrible. This is a great debate. And up until that's this is all I gotta say. Well, I'll I'll say more, I guess. <laughs> Smile, Milwaukee. We'll see you tomorrow. Um <laughs> I guess I gotta talk more. Um they were a top third offense in all of Major League Baseball for the vast majority of this season. Now, does it look splashy on paper? Nope. Not compared to some teams. Is it going to strike the fear into the opponent? Sometimes, nope. But I don't know how... I, I You know, if you're looking at baseball as a numbers game, then you, then you have to look at the numbers. You do. And it's a good point by Rick. What are they averaging against the better teams in baseball? But what are other teams averaging against the better teams in baseball? It's a great stat. It's, 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 a, it's a great measuring stick. So we have to, we'd have to look at that too. Uh, Nate, you're next on the fan. What's going on, Nate? 799-1250. If you want to debate how much injuries are playing a part in this offensive lack of production. Um, they're definitely playing a part. Um, for people to say that they're not playing a part, it's ridiculous. I mean, they're playing a part. You haven't seen this full, you haven't seen the full complement of pieces that they have. You haven't seen the lineup that in spring training they thought they were going to start the season with. And that's with Urias in there, with Adamus, with Renfro, um, with Kane, I mean, with uh, McCutcheon all in there. Um, but what I can, what I can, what I can get about what they're saying is, when even even before even before this little stretch when it seemed like players start dropping like flies, it was still times where they had the bases loaded with nobody out, and and they wouldn't get runs across. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, no, that, I agree with I agree with that, and a, t- a team like San Diego too. You think, you know, Machado and Hosmer. You think, okay, Machado, I'll give you, but the rest of this gang, I don't know about that. I don't think they're a great offense. I don't. Yeah, so I can get what I can get with I can get both sides of the argument. My thing is, when you don't when you don't have your guys, um, you have to you have to trust me. Like uh, I think a caller, caller two before me said, you you should be able to go to your farm system and pull something out. Um, that's not going to be as great, but it don't it won't it won't like that. You can still win games with. It doesn't seem like they have that at all. Um, and I, I can understand that they're one or two years away, but if we're in a, if we're in a predicament. 
in the playoffs and we need somebody to come up um, because somebody um, mm-hmm. turned the ankle or something or a hammy is pulled, we got to trust in these guys that we're calling up to come in here and play. And, and it's just the cupboard's empty. It, it really is. And I, and I get it. The, the only two uh, provisions that they've had have been Tyrone Taylor and Keston Hira. I mean, that's it. Yeah. How, how many years back I got to go here? That's the only help this organization has been given from the farm system in how many years? Keston Hira and Tyrone Taylor. That's all you get. Yeah, and that's, and that's, what, and that's the scary part about this whole thing is it seems like if the pitchers – if I'm like a, we don't have our two, we don't have two starting pitchers. I can understand that, but if the pitchers don't um, do most of the heavy lifting, if we get into a series with um, with the Mets or something like that, or the Dodgers, and mm-hmm. our pitchers are just not there today, will we have enough to score, or will we have enough to weather the storm? And that's what I think scares most people. Even it scares me a little bit because I we've seen games where our pitchers have not been their best and we have not won, and it's been it seems like that's where we're at than, right now. If, if the pitcher than, isn't spot on every every night, that that's like living in this moment, Nate. If the pitching isn't just remarkable, that the, the offense isn't isn't producing, they're, yeah, they're not no, doing and that, their. And that's, and that's what I think scares most Brewer fans, and so a little bit myself, because because uh, of they we we are most of our most of us Brewer fans, and I, I don't I don't want to speak for you or uh, anybody else, but I think some of the most of the people that I speak to are they're still we're still stuck on that that Brave series from last year, and we saw yeah. how how the offense just disappeared, and coming into this year we we wanted to see it change, and. So, for, for the most part, sometimes it, sometimes it does look great, you know, and sometimes it looks like that Braves is all over again. And yeah. like, like you did say, it is due to injuries, and sometimes some of it is due to you don't have the guys in behind the guys to get it done. All right, Nate. Thank, thanks for the call, man. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. It, it's a rough situation right now. Uh, offensively and injury-wise, but uh, help is on the way. Got to take a break. I love this conversation. I really do. This is this is part of the one of the reasons why I love this job. So people can, you know, say what they want, man. Say what you you disagree with me. It's cool. It's I'm 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 two for three against. I mean, two of the three calls have said uh, nope. Tim couldn't couldn't disagree with you more. It's that that's all right. Brewers fall today. They get shut out for the second consecutive day. Four zip the final Gene Wagner Plumbing postgame show. We'll be right back here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Well, the crew, they get shut out today again uh, for Zip the Final, and we're talking about it. We're talking about the offense and uh, whether or not injuries are playing a part of this little, mm, little rut that they're in, uh, a few struggles that are going on. Uh, you did uh, have... Uh, Lorenzo Kane say that he was mentally really, really struggling. And, you know, Craig Council has informed him that the playing time would be dropped a little bit. And, and hey, it's a, it's a, a result-based industry. And, and you wonder that little slap on the wrist, you wonder if Christian Yelich gets a little slap on the wrist also once they get Adamas and Renfro back along with Omar Narvaez. You just wonder about that, don't you? Uh, the other factors to consider here, guys, and we have to take everything, all of these things into the proper context. You also have to remember the pitchers against. Those are pretty good pitchers. They're trying to get some outs too. You also have to consider and put into context a schedule. And I know what some, some people are losing their mind right now, and you, you can uh, expound on that, 799-1250. Tomorrow they're going to play their 18th game in 17 days. I mean, that does play a factor in baseball. It does, whether you want to agree with that or not. It just does. It does. And every team has that too, and I understand that. They're not alone with that. I'm just living in the moment here. And here's, those are some factors, contributing factors of an offense that is sliding just, just a bit here. 799-1250, we'll have our, a really happy call of the game with 5 o'clock Steakhouse. And it's a long one. If you want some good news and some happy times, just sit tight just for a couple of minutes here. Let's get some more reaction uh, after this four-zip shutout loss uh, from Rich. Rich, you're on the fan. What's going on? Hey, Tim. Uh, great show as usual. You know, it scares the heck out of me when you got a supposedly leader of the team saying that he's mentally lost. Good point. Well, I'm going to tell you something, pal. Take your bat, take your glove, go into your banking account, go home, and give us our money back. Don't you dare tell me you're mentally lost. Don't you dare say anything to your teammates. You're supposed to be a leader and you're mentally lost, come on. Now, you do like transparency. You do like honesty. But there is a platform uh, that is somewhat uh, brotherhood and private. Uh, maybe you just hold that to yourself with, with this regard. I mean, it's, it's almost akin to, 
Christian Yelich saying, well, I've been hitting 206 for a couple of years. That's just baseball, guys. That's just baseball. Well, here's another point, Tim, I was going to ask you. Do you think Christian Yelich, if this goes on for this year and maybe next year, is the kind of kid, because I know what kind of kid he is. I have a friend of mine who's close to the situation in California. But Christian Yelich is the kind of kid who might say, hey, listen, this is just isn't for me anymore. If I can't do this, why, why why am I here? I don't know if he's made completely that way, but he may be pretty close to doing something like that. It's so hard to figure out with him. It is just just it's so hard to figure out. This game will will test every fiber in you. Oh, absolutely. It, One other thing: get Ryan Braun back here and teach these guys <laughs> the process of hitting, and have a little Not, swagger. Yeah. Not going up there to hit. Go up there with a method to hit. Go up there with an attitude to hit. Go up there to make something happen. Not hit the ball out of the ballpark. Make something happen. And, Council, you have got to get Yelich back to sixth or fifth or seventh, and you're hurting the team by having him at, at third. That's all i got to say, Tim. Thanks. Rich, good stuff. Yeah, thank, thanks for the call. It's, it's so tough. I, you know, you, on one hand, you like the transparency and honesty, as I said. But on the other hand, you, that's an appropriate way or a proper way. And, you know, that's, as, as a leader, I, I don't know. I, don't, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I will do some thinking on that. It sounds like a good – you know what? That right there. I'm not going to tell you what you're going to hear on the on the big show on Monday, but you just may hear that conversation from those quotes from uh, Lorenzo Cain. Todd, you're next at 414-799-1250. What's up, Todd? Uh, howdy, boys. Um, but I, I do like the transparency. And um, I, just uh, I'll go back to Cain real quick here. I got some other things to say. But I think Cain checked out uh, when he left the team with the COVID. And they really, really remember we uh, we all griped about it uh, going into the playoffs. They really needed him. They they needed some things out of him, and, and he chose not to come back. I think they lost it. You know, you know what? If if there is anything to this, I mean, if if I had to guess, okay, that's 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 part of it. The other the other part was I don't know if you remember listening to the show. I couldn't believe out of the shoot that Eric Sogard was your leadoff hitter over Lorenzo Cain, and I think that might have been a little bit of a tipping point as well. Right, and it might have been a little bit of payback, too, for him uh, not being with the team. So, you know, who knows? Everything's political. You know, uh, bu- you know, your business, my business, everything's political, and I'm sure baseball is also. Um, but I, I, I like to, you know, um, well, you can go kind of either way, but I, I, I tend to go uh, uh, with you with the um, injuries. But I think the real true leader of the team is Willie Adamas. You know, you look at, I, you know, I'm not a – I know some numbers, but the guys that call in and you, you you know way more about the numbers uh, than I really pay attention to. I kind of look at um, the intangibles of a person and what they bring to it. And, you know, when uh, they traded away um, – uh, oh, my goodness, uh, Arcia, um, the, the team kind of lost its juice there. They looked, they, they looked lost for quite a while. And when they brought Adamas in, they got their juice back. And now with Adamas gone, they lost their juice. And I really think with him being out, which is an injury, I, I think they lost a lot. I, I really, really believe this is uh, 
This is Willie Adamas' team now. It's not Christian Yelich's. It's not Lorenzo Cain's. It's not uh, McCutcheon's. It's n- none of them. I-, I believe it's really Willie's team. He's the heart and soul of this uh, of this uh, baseball team. I really believe it. And with him out, I think it's you know that there's no Lion team. But with him gone, man, it's it's a big big loss. I think uh, you know he brought the bell in. He he did, he brings so many intangibles to that team and the love of the game. And, and I think guys feed off that. And, and, you know, people in general, probably in your business too, you, you've got one guy that, that you look forward to seeing every day. You know, you might be having a crummy day and it's like, ah, oh, well, this kind of job sucks, whatever. So we all go through it. But there's that one dude or one woman or somebody you like to see that brings your spirits up. And I think Willie is that man. He, he's that person of that team. And without him out there every day, kind of forcing not forcing people but people want to live up to um to who they like and 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 be uh uh be appreciated by them and it, which brings their game up and i think it's i think he's a huge loss right now yeah it 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 does have an impact todd good stuff uh you know this team tends to run on emotion a little bit and a lot of teams do and this team certainly is no exception but that, that walk-off victory come from behind on, on Thursday night. Just piggybacking on what you said there, Todd, I, I think with Willie Adamas and, and some, some health uh, in this lineup, I don't know if they get shut out the next two days. I, I'm, just, I'm not convinced of that at all. Because after a game like that, they tend to kind of roll that emotion over a little bit. Some call it momentum. That's fine. But I think uh, the emotional high from that day tends to roll over with this team more times than not in years past with a lot of these same players. And you just almost have this feeling that they're waiting for something good to happen instead of making something good happen. It's almost like that's, that's what we're experiencing right now. You, you, you keep looking for something good to happen, and it did on Thursday. And then again, whether it's injuries whether it's the grind of the schedule, whether it's, you know, uh, Musgrove. I mean, the timing couldn't be worse to have one of the, if not the best pitcher in the National League in, in Musgrove going the next day after, after that exciting win on Thursday. That, that timing was bad. That's a little bit of a bad luck as well. Todd mentioned um, that you, everyone has crappy days, and then you, you always, you know, find that person to kind of lift your spirits a little bit. That's you, Tim. I want to be that guy. Most times I want to be that guy. Because I love this team, and that's my quarterback. That's your (laughs) – I can't even say it because I'm laughing. (laughs) That's my baseball team. Well, let's relive some good, happy moments. I know every every year there there are um, different chapters that are are written. And whether it's a – a road trip, whether it's uh, the the injury bug that bites, whether it's a hot roll that you get on, the exciting victories, and all of those things, and maybe some off the field stuff where these guys are picking up tabs at the at the bars, and Brent Suter's writing books, and and all of those things. It's all part of this this season that is a, a book, or a or a or a movie. And you have these ups and downs and the roller coaster and jump on. It's a ride and all, and all that stuff. So this, this is part of it, too. And, and if, it makes this, the good parts sweeter. 
when, when you do have these kind of ruts, because every team does. I don't care who you are. You, you're going to have some ruts. And, and the Brewers offensively, yeah, and, and in terms of health, yes, it's a little bit of a rut right now. But let's go back in the month of May. Uh, what, an 18-win month of May, I believe it was? Is that what it was? Yeah. Seven, it was 17 or 18, 18 wins? I believe, yeah. Uh, coming off 15 in April. But May, uh, we just put together some some audio gold here for you guys, and especially those of you guys coming out of American Family Field, 37,376, to witness mm, one of those uh, chapters you want to just turn the page on for sure. But sit back and relax and just check this out, our calls of the game with 5 o'clock Steakhouse for the month of May as uh, we compiled this from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Adamas to deep left, that might do it. Adamas, another multi-homer game for him. Brewers hang a 10 spot on the Reds. Urias down the left field line. If it's fair, it's gone. It is. A leadoff home run for Luis Urias. Kane gets into one deep left. Back Yepes. Warning track wall. Kane joins the home run club. His first of the year hit it off the facade of Big Mac land. Fly ball deep center. Back on it, Senzo. Warning track wall. Three-nothing Brewers on another blast by William Thomas. Ground ball to third. Brasso goes home. That's one to first. Two double play. Brasso, Caratini, and Hira, and Brad Boxberger with a Houdini act. Board in between the innings. That one off of Lauer. Skips to Luis Urias. Throw to first. Got him at first base. What a play by Luis Urias on the ricochet from Eric Lauer's foot. Yeah, good heads up play by Luis Urias. Not giving up on that play. Ground ball. Milner has it. Throws the second. That's one on the first. And he struck him out. High fastball that time. First big league strikeout for Ethan Small is Wilson Contreras. Him becoming a Brewers. This one is crushed. Deep center and a grand slam for Rowdy Telez. Just what you want to see. Second career grand slam for him. And he opens this one up. In the right field, hit pretty well on the run. Renfro, Renfro, hey, makes the catch. Hunter Renfro, crashing up against the wall. And now Chase Peterson gets into one to right. Way back at the track, it is gone for Chase Peterson. A three-run home run, and the Brewers are up 4-0. A swing Strikeout here for Corbin Burns, and that is number 500 in his career. 
Well, I feel much, much better after that right there. Boy, those are some fun times. As heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin, trying to lift your spirits just a little bit here after the Brewers are uh, going through a little bit of a funk here. Craig Council is going to discuss that and a lot more as uh, we'll hear from the Brewers manager next. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show. After a four-zip Brewers loss in game three of this four-game set, we'll be right back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM The Fan. No, I mean, I, I thought his stuff was just really good, same as usual. Um... You know that they they put a couple of balls in good places, and you know maybe a mistake to Cronenworth, and, the, and the, he threw a change up to Cronenworth. I think um, that that cost them. Um, but he, he pitched well. I mean, he, he was ahead of hitters. Uh, he got the two strikes on nearly every hitter. Um, it was just one of those games where, unfortunately, you give up some runs and and you pitch really well. No walks for him. Do you like what you've seen from? steps forward in terms of his command in the last few outings? Well, I mean, Aaron's having a really good season. I mean, he, he's, he's pitching well. He, he gives us a chance to win every time out, and he's, and he's getting better throughout this. He's gotten better since day one. Um, there's development happening. So, um, you know, I mean, I think, you know, no walks, that's great. You know, that's, that's, that's obviously a good thing. Um, he's going to have some, some outings where he pitches really well and has a couple walks, but um, – He's he's turning. He's a good starting pitcher, um, and he's going to help us. So you guys had a first and third, I think, in the eighth with one out, um, casting the strikeout. Just tough day for him. I know Gore's tough, of course, but just what are you seeing from uh, Keston's at bats? It seemed like they were able to attack in different ways. Yeah, I mean, look, Keston's right now. I mean, there there's strikeout in there, and there's damage in there. Um, and you know, today we we saw the one we didn't want to see. Uh, but that's 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 who Keston is, um, and we we got to live with that with Keston. Um, that Gord, you know, the first first couple of bats with Gord, they they threw a lot of breaking balls to him, uh, heavy breaking ball. Um, so the the last at bat to. Uh, I think it was the Garcia, the last, the first and third situation with Garcia, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, they did, did, Core did a good job with breaking balls with him, I thought. Craig, in that situation there where you have the, your two righties against the righty Garcia, is Yelich off limits on a day like today? Um, no, I was, Yelich was, I was tying Ron. We, were, we, we may have gone to Yelich. And just, I know, like I said, Gore is tough, but just hero against lefties and numbers have been. Yeah, no, I mean, no, there's not a common reason because there's not, it's not a common thing. Just as far as like his struggles against them, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, look, you, if you look in the, there's 
lots of people that have played professional major league baseball or not lots but the, the, the finding guys with reverse splits over their careers is is difficult to find um you know Keston had it, it's challenging it's it feels like it's becoming a little extreme right now um it's not a great explanation for it because it's 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 um it's so different than what what the vast majority of hitters have but it's obviously something we're seeing it um it's it's also makes it, it makes it a tougher fit for casting as well right Craig, is for the offense as a whole and back-to-back games against really good pitchers is like you're down some guys right now as well is this just kind of a tough time that you feel like you're trying to get through as a group just to get everybody back well, I mean, the game happens. They're not going to stop the game, um, and we got to we got to figure out a way to score, and we got to just have good at bats. We faced two very good pitchers the last two days, um, but we but then we got to figure out a way to score. Um, so we've got we're a little more banged up, um, and you know we don't. There's the guys that are out there; they have to play, um, and they're capable of capable of putting up runs that's obviously against against those good pitchers you're just not going to get many chances to do it um and we didn't the last two days we haven't you know we just haven't been able to capitalize on kind of the small opportunities that we've had there he is craig council and adam mccalvey uh from brewers.com all over it and it's what we've been discussing here you know you're down and you're playing against uh, two tough pitchers and and Craig Council's response was these guys gotta gotta have better abs uh, whoever's in there and the games they they don't stop seven nine nine twelve fifty if you want to jump in here four zip uh, Brewers lose the ball game today they're trying to bounce back to earn a split and what a difference it's one of those situations where what a difference a day makes if you can get that victory tomorrow let's go to Charlie Charlie you're next here on the fan what's going on Charlie. Hey, Timmy, how's it going? You know, I just wanted to call in, say I really enjoy listening to you, uh, you know, after the games, as well as when you're a guest on the uh, early morning with with Bart in the mornings, as well as with Rami in the afternoons. You know, just thinking, interesting to hear Craig talk about the offense in that little interview after the game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not one of these guys who's going to panic about them. You know, I, I understand it's a marathon, not a sprint. We got about a 105 or so plus games left to go on the schedule. Uh, and we got Renfro and Willie coming back off the injured list. Hopefully soon they're going to help out. Um, that being said, uh, just wondering if you are keeping your, uh, you know, ears uh, open, uh, thinking about any bats that they could uh, acquire before the deadline here coming up. Uh, maybe I've heard things about a Josh Bell from Washington Nationals mm-hmm. or maybe uh, Andrew Benantini from the, the Royals as a offensive bat that the Brewers might acquire. Um, you know, love listening to you, so I'm going to hang up. I'm going to listen to what you have to say about that or if you've heard about anyone else that the brewers might have on their radar um or what it might take to give up to acquire you know an offensive bat something of that sort uh again love listening to you timmy and uh uh let's go brewers thanks a lot yes indeed let's go brewers i mean yes thank you charlie um i wanted josh bell a couple of years ago 
And that would have been uh, a good fit. Switch hitter, first baseman, take care of that. Now Rowdy's in there, and, and that's that. So now I don't know where Josh Bell necessarily fills in. It, you know, a lot of this is going to depend on how much outfield Andrew McCutcheon is going to play. Because of that DH, then maybe Bell does make a little more sense. A third baseman makes a lot of sense. And it wouldn't surprise me to have Mike Moustakis back in a Brewers uniform. Would not surprise me at all. How, how would that go? That would be a little shot in the arm, right? That contract, though. It is, it is a it's contract. a hefty contract. Maybe we but get it, the Reds pay, to pay for a little of it. Maybe. Maybe. There's things you can work out there. Um, and then a fourth outfielder with Ben Attendi, um, now that, that could be a possibility. Also, um, maybe a center fielder, because if you're sold on Tyrone Taylor then, and we all know that, uh, council had mentioned earlier that, you know, he's, he's, he's going to get, uh, before Renfro got hurt, um, according to Lorenzo Kane, he was, he was told that he's going to, you know, go to the fourth or fifth outfielder role and, and go from there. And not surprising, right? The way he's the way he's swinging it. I mean, it, he's not even squaring up foul balls. I mean, it, it's squiver after squiver on the infield. There's there's something totally lost with with Lorenzo Cain. So that that's not a surprise. But how sold are you or David Stearns? How sold is he on a Tyrone Taylor? Looks pretty good right now. It does. You know, we can we can monitor that. Check back in a month. Does Tyrone Taylor sort of lose the energy a little bit? I don't know. It's it's fun to see him blossom, though. It really is. Although it took a while, you know, 10 years or so. But it's fun to see that. And he's a tough out right now. He is. Even his outs are loud. So the, there's some factors involved there that can McCutcheon play a little more outfield, and that gives you more versatility with that DH position. And then health, and get these guys healthy and let them roll a little bit. And maybe we're, we're whistling a different tune here once the offense gets back going. All right, we'll, t- we'll take a break. It's a uh, pretty big game tomorrow, and it would be way more than a feel-good victory for the Brewers. You heard also Adam McAlvey in there talking about, you know, get to that off day and kind of reset and get, get some health and take a breather. You know, 17 consecutive days they played baseball and 18 games later, they're sort of, it just feels like it's a mini all-star break. It does to me, I'll tell you that. Uh, so we'll uh, check tomorrow's matchup uh, in the uh, fourth and final game of this four-game set against the Padres. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game. Man, oh man, let's turn the page again. Can we please for the fourth time in the last five days? We were just riding high on Thursday night with a walk-off win. What a victory that was. It could have been worse. They could have lost. So, Oh man. Could you imagine? That, that win on Thursday was huge. The sky is falling. Uh-huh. Sell the team. Move to Charlotte. You know. <laughs> move to Charlotte. <laughs> At least if you're going to move the team, move them to Vegas, right? True. But I think the A's got the uh, inside yeah. track on that. You know, I, that's funny that you bring that up. I saw a video of their stadium. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that place is a, 
You thought County Stadium was a hole? Yeah. They need some oh, help. Oh, you're they, talking about the A's oh, uh, Oakland, Coliseum? Yeah. yeah. That place Oakland, just, just by Alameda, the, County, yeah. County Coliseum. I mean, yeah. there are floods and broken yeah. pipes and broken chairs. That's that's too bad because I mean the, that's a good the Bay team. area a, yeah. is a, is is a huge market too. And uh they they've been doing it uh they've been pretty pretty decent in terms of uh competition. Uh, they made the playoffs and, last year. And sustaining su- yeah. success for quite a few years there with a lower payroll. Yeah, I don't get that either. I mean, you're you're in a big market like that. You you have a lower payroll, but okay. I mean, it's it's, it's just sort of weird. But uh, hey, uh, just real quick before we get to uh, the matchup for tomorrow, uh, this from Aaron Ashby, and we had a caller earlier that said, "Hey, man, uh, you know, for Lorenzo Kane to say, you know, he's mentally uh, lost it and struggling and and things like that. That's your leader and things like that." Although Aaron Ashby is not the leader. But check this out. Quote after the game uh, from Aaron Ashby. Today's starter, by the way, nine strikeouts, gave up the four runs. Hats off to the bullpen for locking it down after that and saving, you know, Williams Hader. Can you guys please have the lead in the sixth, seventh inning? Because this will be a victory tomorrow if you do. But nonetheless, Aaron Ashby, uh, quote after the game, I think we're all tired. It's just kind of part of it. Okay, can I run that by you again? Go ahead. I think we're all tired. It's just kind of part of it. There's these long stretches of baseball, and this is where good teams are made. You have to bear down and fight. I uh, disagree with the first part of that, although they are tired. It, 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 is, it is something to consider. I don't know if I want to hear it, though. <laughs> Do you? No. When you're the get, average you're major getting league... paid. You're getting yeah, paid well, to play. I was just about to say, the average major league payroll, average major league player right now makes, f- what, $4.4 million. I'll take that in a heartbeat, and I won't complain. I think, I think we're just <laughs> tired. Now, I don't know what it's like to be a ball player, but I do defend those guys. Tim, uh, doing all these times. shows, I'm tired. I, I need to go home. I, as of tomorrow, I've worked 55 of 61 calendar days. That's pretty good. So th- I don't get weekends off. No. You, know, you don't get that from me. But who cares? It's a radio show. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I, you know the 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 tired thing. I I de- I will defend those guys in this that I've been there, Tim. You've been there. Early mornings on a Sunday day game after a late night game, and, and these guys come rolling in, mm-hmm. and you know it's eight eight o'clock in the morning, and they're rolling in. Their day starts at eight o'clock in the morning for a, for a day game. <clears throat> when does the day game end? About four thirty, four forty-five. And that's a full day, guys. And and yeah, it is more grueling than people think. I'm just saying. And it I always greeted grueling. you with a smile and a donut. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Boxes of donut to go with my coffee and cigarette. Right I, there. I might have been been out the night before, but I was there. <laughs> Indeed, to greet Tim. You. For those that don't know, Tim Stadium Shea, he worked at the stadium for, gosh, over a decade. So mm-hmm. it, it does provide a lot of insight, guys. And as we move along here in the 22 championship season, I do want to pick uh, your brain, Tim, a little bit more and more as the season rolls along because a lot of people don't get to see what you've seen over the years or what I've seen over the years. Yep. And being, you know, I always, I always, uh, 
I always, back to County Stadium, those that uh, attended games there, um, when you go up to the upper deck, there's those back-and-forth ramps, big, wide, just ramps, back and forth and back and forth and up and up and up. Well, when you get about halfway, there's, there was that uh, mezzanine level, and I would always eyeball that, like, what's over there? Because as a kid, I mean, we couldn't, we, my family, we, we couldn't afford to sit in, in the mezzanine seats. That was the press box level. And I, I think as, as I was a kid and even a little bit older, you know, wondering what was behind there, what was in there, what, what this infamous press box, besides Bob Euchre, what else was in there or, you know, the clubhouse or the workout rooms or anything like that. Um, and, and I think, I think as a fan, you want to know what's, what's back in there. You want to know sort of the ambiance or the atmosphere of a clubhouse or, you know, when, when you bring donuts for the staff or mm-hmm. when you know, these guys are eating breakfast or playing cards in the clubhouse or dominoes or whatever they, they've got going, it's, or what music is playing. I always try to get a peek behind that curtain, but you can provide that uh, in, a, in a broad sense as well, Tim. So I look forward to that this year. Oh, yeah, that music was uh, – we could hear that from where I was positioned downstairs. Some of it is just and... jamming uh-huh. super loud, and I think part of Part of that, honestly, is to, uh, you know, disrupt uh, interviews that that we do. By the end of the year, you know what player and what music belong to each player. Yeah, and I think they switch around the music. Who gets to choose the music? You went anything from heavy metal to rap in in a week. It was was crazy. Yeah, and then you you have just just some jovial times. And other times, I got to admit, super quiet in there. Yep. No one's talking. No one's saying a word. It's just, it's 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 a, uh, it's something to behold. So we'll uh, we'll do our best throughout the season to provide that that sort of insight. Okay, game four, uh, Brewers can't earn a split. Get into the uh, mini All Star break, meaning one day off on on Monday after seven seventeen straight days of baseball. And uh, let's check the matchups. Who's on the mound for each team, Tim? All right. Tomorrow, going for the Padres, Mike Clevenger. He's 1-0 with a 3.21 ERA. Eric Lauer, going for the Brew Crew. He's 5-1 with a 2.49 ERA. Yeah, that is a pretty big start for, for Eric Lauer. Got a, uh, just uh, a little bump in the road his last time out. I still say he's on his way to an all-star game this year. We'll find out tomorrow would uh, help contribute to that effort. All right, that's going to do it for us tomorrow. First pitch at uh, 110. After the last pitch, you make the switch. We'll meet you right here like we've done for 17 years. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. There's Tim Stadium Shea. My name is Tim Allen. You guys enjoy your Saturday night. We'll see you tomorrow and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.